As dads, some days we feel like we have all the answers, and some days we feel like we don't have a clue. If that describes you, you're at the right place. This is the All Pro Dad Podcast. Welcome to the All Pro Dad Podcast, where each episode we dive into just one question. We talk about what we've gotten right and what we've gotten wrong. We explore what the experts say and leave you with just one small but powerful pro move. I'm Ted Lowe, and I am joined today by Reggie Lewis and Buck Buchanan and B.J. Foster. And between the four of us, we've got kids in all ages and stages. Buck, we ask a question yeah. each episode. What's our question of the day? Well, the question for this episode is, what are some bad habits dads need to stop? Mm. Now, according to an accredited source called the Internet, <laughs> there are a few habits that most dads have that the other people in our lives just don't get. So we're going to go over this. Okay. So, guys, I want you to uh, say yes or no to okay. these common bad uh, – I'm sorry, dad habits. Dad habits. Or should we call them dabits? <laughs> That's how words get started. Mark. That's true. Right. So say dab- yes or no to these dabits. Okay. Um, that most uh, most which are neither good nor bad, at least not to dads. All right. Okay. So here we go. Number one, refusing to get rid of a shirt they've had for decades. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Yep. My wife won't allow it. She takes them to Goodwill. Listen, starting this podcast, I've realized people are going to find out I only have like seven shirts. <laughs> seven? That's a lot. Yeah, but they're clean. Very so, clean. Yeah. Perfect. Um, never remembering your kids' friends' names, though you have known them since they were little. No. Not guilty. Not guilty. No. A little guilty. <laughs> I believe like Ron Swanson is famous for saying I mispronounced their name just to know that I'm better than them. (laughs) (laughs) You do that that to your kids' friends? I do that to my kids. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I do not. Um, The the next habit uh, that's bad for dads is to have no friends because your dad has no friends. And, you know, your wife's friend's husband are not your friends. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Very true. Dads have no friends. Would you say guilty or not guilty, BJ? Uh, there have been times that I, yeah, there have been times that it's been a little bit of a desert. <laughs> so yeah. I have yeah. friends. You have friends? I, yeah, yeah. I, I can't live without people. Yeah. Wayne. Yeah. yeah. I've got fr- friends. What about, what about Reggie? Reggie, what do you think? Not guilty. Not guilty. Not I, guilty. I got Reggie I got, got a friends. crew. All right, number four, reaching your hand in the back seat to take some of your kids' snacks. Oh, oh guilty. One hundred percent. I would not say guilty. I would say subscribed because we call that a, we call that in my house a dad tax. Yep. <laughs> so yep my, the good old son, dad tax. Yeah. My son came down one time and he's like, Where's my Easter chocolate bunny? <laughs> and <I> said, <laughs> he's like, Well, here's he was, the bottom half. I'm not oh, kidding. Yeah. I'm not kidding. He was like four. And I said, I ate it. And he said, Dad, I didn't want you to do that. <laughs> how bad. How bad of a Sorry, parent. <laughs> oh yeah. Kids, they know. Of candy's missing. Oh, yeah. There's only one yeah. voice to look. Uh, next one play random videos on full volume. Yeah. Not I do guilty. that because guilty. I feel like my taste is impeccable. So, well, Rest- you just showed us one right before we started <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Skeletor. Uh, what about you guys, BJ? Yeah. 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 I do that. Sure. I, and I call the kids in. I'm like, come here, look at this. <laughs> hey, guys, watch it. I will say, I'm proud to say that my, my boys are young enough that they want to see the videos that are on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I'm showing them, you know. First, what about Reggie? 
Yeah, not guilty. I, I cringe when other dads do it. I'm like, you're doing, don't do the dad thing. Come on. We're cooler than that. <laughs> you're, you're cooler. You're better than that. Come yeah, on. Come on. Take I'm those new balance no, shoes off. I'm not, off, I, I'm not better than that at all. I, in yeah. fact, I turn to Reggie and I'm like, no, I'm not. No. And you know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one, having the best relationship with a family dog, even if they didn't want the dog in the first place. I'm close. Not guilty. I'm co- hey, well, my wife has a great relationship with our dog too. So, but um, yeah, I'm pretty close to that guy. My wife is very allergic to dogs, mm. uh-huh. and so is my oldest son. So oh, that's a sad story. It really is sad. I wish we could have a dog. Yeah, they came in with it a little shit too one time, and I was like, "Watch your mouth." Did I? Shizzle. <laughs> watch, watch your mouth. They came in with a little white dog, and I'm like, "Oh, are you kidding me?" No, he's my very best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in my office all day. Mm-hmm. We had we had so one growing elderly. up. We had one growing up called Sadie. She was the best. Oh, I know. But oh, in my family, we even tried the hypoallergenic stuff, but our friends have a hypoallergenic dog, and my son uh, walks away like... <laughs> oh, that's, get a, that's get a turtle. Wrong. I've heard that they're nice and cuddly. And oh, great. Uh, and last one, last dabbit of the list, sneezing loud. Is there any other way to sneeze? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh. come on. <laughs> Reggie, are you a loud sneezer? Yeah, yeah. I want the whole house to hear. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. I like, need that empathy from that? everybody. <laughs> Where's my bless you? <laughs> Someone said, like, you're never closer to death than when you sneeze. And so if, like, you if you hold that in, <laughs> it's like for a split sure second. It's true, but. No, it's like for a split second, your, your entire body shuts <laughs> down to expel this thing the out. Guy that, the guy that was, like, shot was like, I don't know. I'm pretty close. <laughs> I think I'm closer than when that, I was sneezing. That video might have gone into, like, an alien <laughs> yeah. conspiracy as well. So I don't know. But I love that. You know, <laughs> Buck, when I, every time my like infants, when we had the infants, uh, the stage, when they would sneeze, I would always say, we almost lost you there. Because I too subscribe to the, yeah, they're close yeah. to death. So they're, <laughs> we almost <laughs> lost you there. I mean, if you think about it, your entire body stops doing what you tell it to do yeah. to sneeze. No, when you, when you tell them that when they're like five or six, you're going to need major therapy for your kids at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, we almost oh. lost you right there. Um, sorry. Okay. So those, never sneeze again. So those are some bad <laughs> habits that are a little bit more jovial, Buck. You yeah. always bring the joy thank you very much i tried to and, and new words dabbits uh, dabbits but bj who is the most prolific writer of all pro dad.com he's he's given the shake of the head he's yeah. been humble but we know that he is how many articles have you written totally from all pro dad.com uh somewhere 14 over f- million <laughs> somewhere <laughs> over 400 somewhere about 400 somewhere. you've got this knack of kind of knowing where where guys are and what they're you know, what they're interested in. And you wrote a a post on this, you know, about what are some bad habits that dads need to stop. And they clicked on that a lot. Like what, what made you start this post? Like what made you say, you know, I need to write a post on this. I mean, I think I was just starting to think about how the small little habits, the things that we do really impact not only us, but the things, the people around us, uh, you know, the ones that we love the most. Mm. And so I, I like, I think I had fallen into plenty of bad habits that I'm like, I need to get out of and was kind of battling through that. And so the fi- the five that I kind of came up with, some of them I struggle with, some of them I don't, but as I was observing other dads and and myself, I was like, "Oh man, these are these are things that I need to stop. These are things like other guys need to stop." So that's, that's how good. that's where it came from. So let's let's do this. What's what's number one? 
So number one would be uh, yelling. And this was something, this is something that I'm like really good at. Um, this is just a bad habit. It's, you know, it, it might be the thing that kind of stops bad behavior. Like it's mm. probably the thing that's most effective because it instills fear. Yep. Um, but ultimately it's just what you're displaying to your kids is that you can't really control your emotions. Mm. Um, it, it causes disconnection because it makes them afraid of you. So, But what kinda, if you're Italian? Uh, even if you're Italian, oh. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm not Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm Irish and I think we get pretty mad too. <laughs> and so, so anyway, it's, it's, it's one of the things like we grew up, I mean, I grew up in a great family, but we were healers. Um, I, there was one particular time my wife and I were at my mom's and, my sister and my mom were, were yelling at, e at each other like across the hallway and we were staying in a room in the middle of that hallway. And my wife, who's an only child, was like, what, how, how can you sleep? And I'm like, and she's and I'm like they do that all the time. So I, like we we just kind of grew up sort of yelling at each other and then we were fine. We, you know, it wasn't like we held on to anything. But it is one of those habits that it's just, uh, it, it with kids in particular, it, it can make them, get on eggshells it can bring mm. out a lot of anxiety for them well and i want to double click just for a minute like when you say hey my wife did not come from that no. so that probably wasn't great for your marriage either huh well i like i don't yell i've i don't think there's been in our 17 years of marriage i don't think i've ever yelled at my wife you got enough at home growing <laughs> <Yeah>. up <laughs> well, I, I know how she is and i know if i raise my voice on her she just like crumples right and I never felt a need to kind of do it. Right. Like she's actually yelled at me, but I don't, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, you know, how was she when you yell at the kids though? That's what it kind of meant. Like she, how does she respond to that? Sometimes. I mean, she just sort of like, there, there are times when it gets bad mm. that she's just kind of like, okay. She'll look at me and be like, she won't contradict me in front of the kids, mm. but she'll be like, she'll be behind them kind of going, like silently like okay calm down yeah. and like I, let's take a break i've seen that look like yeah. in the background like mm. yeah don't like yeah kids are, she's managing yeah. like the <laughs> kids going into, or she's looking at no you. she's oh. looking at me yeah she's looking at me like but there are times that she's gone off to i mean you know like but she's a flight attendant so she'd be gone for a couple of days and my big trigger is when the kids are in the back in the van and they get physical with each other because it's such mm -hmm. a distraction i the second I stop at a red light, it's like bullhorn, <laughs> wah, 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 you know, like, and they're crying and whatever. Right. And in the moment, I'm like, good, you're crying. Good. <laughs> you deserve it. You know, you, yeah, but, you know, they stop doing the thing. Right, and then that teaches me mm -hmm. like, oh, that's where I need to go. But right, it's yeah. a bad habit. Yeah. Reggie, yeah. what about you? But are you, are, are, yeah. do, you tend, do you have to watch being not being a yeller? Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in a in a household where my my mom didn't yell, but my dad, oh my goodness, like that was his tone. That was like everything, no matter what conversation, it always escalated to that. And uh, so now I always have to watch myself because I'm repeating what I grew up in. Mm. And I realized to what BJ said, it's like you're not being able, you're not able, you're not controlling your emotions in this moment, are you? Mm. Like you you taking yourself out of the moment and now like the moment controls you and mm -hmm. when that moment starts controlling you yeah you're just you're just yelling and so i have to watch that because my wife's not a yeller my kids aren't yellers 
So that moment controls you. Reggie, you do it every time when you phrase something and was like, oh, that's what that's what's happening. The moment's yeah. controlling me at this point. Buck, mm-hmm. yeah. are you a yeller? Can you imagine that? Well, what's funny is like my parents were not yellers, but I think I grew up just a very loud person. And so mm-hmm. I, I think I tended more to uh, share my thoughts loudly than even my parents did. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, now I can, yeah, I, I could, I could yell. And I, it, it does happen. And what I think is interesting is I don't like it when I see my kids do it, mm-hmm. but I can't, you know, I, 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 it's so that that's, that's where it's unfortunate. I think I'm not a yeller. I'll definitely get angry and respond out of anger, which I think is the same thing. But like the, I get the same thing from Nancy. I think Mark and Susan Merrill, you know, the founders of, of all pro dad, they, she says that she'll, with Mark, she'll say, hey, Mark, do you need a glass of water? That was one of the things where that was kind of the cue. And so Nancy and I, you know, that's one thing we've added lately. I think that would take me off a little more. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, no, I don't need water right now. The next one is overreacting. So mm-hmm. uh, yelling 2.0. <laughs> no, well, it, it, it can be that, but it's that yeah. it's that kind of you're you're grounded for a year. You know, um, it's yeah. just right. kind of that jumping yeah. into these uh, where you're, I'm going to immediately respond to this thing. And then you just mm-hmm. end up losing credibility because you've overreacted, you've overblown mm-hmm. it. Or you just even, even something that's just kind of like, okay, they might have done something that's wrong, but it's, it's not that big a deal. And you're acting like it's the biggest deal in the world. Well, I, I yep. haven't thought about that, but I, I guess that is true when I, <laughs> if every time I've overreacted with, the discipline side of it and i've had to kind of dial that mm. back again that does kind of create some uh, loss of credibility i mm. think you know of you're grounded for a week and then it's like i might have overreacted let's mm. just do today yeah. see i think you know, like but i think <laughs> that that gains credibility if you if you actually admit mm. you know i overreacted i'm sorry i was talking to your mom or whatever and two weeks was too much and I'm going to, you're going to get a punishment of it's going to be three days. That's going to be more. But that, could you run you, into the you, problem though of the next time when I do respond, not overreacting, but it's true. Could they be like, okay, you don't mean that. I'm like, no, I do mean that, you know? Well, they'll find out and that'll <laughs> yeah. give you credibility. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the, but, but if you, but if the thing that's going to lose you credibility is, if you know that it's wrong, that you know that you overreacted, but you double down and you're oh, like, I'm okay. not going to go back on it. Gotcha. No, you're going to deal with the t- two weeks or you just sort of don't talk about it again, but you just sort of let it go and you don't enforce what yeah. you just said you were going to do. I see. You're yeah. going to lose credibility that way. Yeah. We have a two-year-old where I don't overreact with him at all. He can spill the juice. He can spill his food. And I'm like, oh, it's all right, buddy. But my six-year-old son and a seven-year-old daughter, they do something. I'm like, what are you doing? And I have to realize, like, they need the same grace at seven and six that I give to the two-year-old. But they don't get it, right? Because I'm trying to, I'm looking at them like, look, you're old enough to pour your own juice and not spill it. What is wrong with you? It's like, no, they're not. They're not, like, (laughs) they've been on this earth for seven years. Like, they're not old enough to do much of anything still. So, I, um... You know, uh, but to what what BJ said is like uh, the overreacting and then going back, I think through, right, like eventually our kids are going to find out who we are. 
mm-hmm. right? Like they're going to be adults and they'll be like, oh, that's who my dad is, right? Like, and I, I hope that at that point in time, they realize like, yeah, I was one to correct my wrongs. If I overreacted, I did say sorry. I did come back mm-hmm. and be like, look, that's too much. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I think through those lens there. That's a running theme on this podcast too, is just apologizing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I, what I've noticed with our youngest uh, is I've overreacted with her the most. I think I'm out of parental gas a little bit. I'm a little <laughs> a little tired, and so I'm a little more <laughs> quick to the draw. But what I've learned with her is if my reaction is too big, that's all she sees, and she doesn't see her behavior at all. Mm. And so she goes and she says to the wall, which what she really wants to say to me, which we let her do. And I always listen and I can hear in there and she's a complete martyr about the whole thing. And so I'm like, okay, this, this isn't working. I've got her upset because I got upset. And I guess when you overreact, you are giving them something else to -hmm. focus on. That's what I heard from that was like, yeah, they're no longer thinking about what they did wrong. They're thinking, well, dad blew up and he shouldn't have done that and blah, blah, blah. And it right. almost like gives credit to their wrongdoing. So yeah. that's and the thing she had done was a big deal. Like it was a big deal. And it was like, oh, wow. She saw none of that because I I was an idiot. Blew up. Bad habit number three, BJ, is what? Disengaging. When I think about this one, I think about the guy who talked about, I can't remember his name, but he talked about men and women's brains and how men like to, they, they have their nothing box and they just kind of like to, yeah, that's, the, there you go. That, and he said, uh, he said, you know, that's, that's our favorite box. It's mm. just, uh, is there anything better than just letting your brain just go and like yeah. <laughs> just not, not doing right. anything. Right. Um, and so we just want to check out and we want to disengage and mm. it feels good. It feels good to relax and just let our brain do whatever. And we do need times for that. Mm. Um, but if it can becomes a consistent habit, mm. um, I, I'll, I'll never forget. I, I had a friend, um, and I said, uh, Hey, are you close with your dad? And and he said, I mean, it's fine. And I I said, well, what what do you you know what do you like to do together? He's like, we don't really do anything. He just goes out to the garage and works on the cars at night and doesn't really. And that was yeah. his dad disengaging every night, just going. I'm just going to go into my place and I'm going to disengage from the family. So mm. sorry, I was disengaged. What? <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Do you struggle with being disengaged, Buck? I think I just got our answer. Well, I think it's funny that that my wife doesn't understand that I can think about nothing. Like, I think women in general have a hard time with that. The nothing box. The nothing box, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I do, there are times where I want to disappear. I just want to mm. go into thinking about nothing or just thinking about whatever. Mm. It doesn't matter. But- the problem with that is when I disengage, I then I disengage on all levels. And so the problem that I find myself in is I, I can tend to disengage in times that I'm not supposed to. Like I need to be there. I need to be present. My kid, Usually it's when my kids are awake. They're still young. So bedtime is a little early. And so those times when I get off of work, those time, th- those few hours are, are important. And sometimes I can disengage in that time. Mm. And 
and that doesn't help any of our relationships, you gotcha. know, with my kids or my wife or, or she's like, I need help right now. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing anything. Right. <laughs> well, I, well, then why aren't you? I wish I knew here? what you were thinking. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> Me thinking, too. <laughs> I'm not thinking anything. Reggie, what about you? I too have struggled where I'm disengaged at the wrong time. Because I don't think disengaging is wrong, but there is a wrong place and time to disengage, such as like yeah. when my kids are doing something and they're, they want that acknowledgement from me and I'm disengaged. And I had that, you know, all of two seconds to, to affirm them, but because I'm disengaged, I missed it. And we know that can damage a child and I'm sure it has damaged my kids. So, so now like I realized to always be engaged because when they're at football practice or my daughter's at gym gymnastics and she does something, she looks right over to me. And I'm sure I'm not the only dad that experiences that. She yeah. looks to me to be engaged, to be like, good job. That was great. Did you and see so, that, dad? <laughs> right. And it's and it could be something silly. We know, right? Like our kids can do a little flip that we've seen them do a thousand times. But I'd rather know I, I affirm them a thousand times than missed it once and it, you know, left an impact, you know. So, so, so it's wrong to say, mm, you need a new trick. <laughs> Can you do anything else or is it just the one right. flip? Yeah. It's, 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 okay. All right. Speaking of disengaging, I think these next two could be under that category. These are a little more difficult to talk about, but yeah. the, the next one's what? Uh, getting drunk. This is one that I have personal experience with because uh, while I think my dad was a wonderful father and I was very close with him, uh, he would get drunk. Mm. And at best getting drunk well you won't be at your most engaged and your your mind won't be the most right mm. so like you miss moments you miss opportunities that's mm. at the very least that's at the very least at the very most what you're creating for your kids is a very unstable environment an environment that they're filled with anxiety because you're unpredictable you don't know that they don't know what's going to happen with you what you're going to do because you're not in your right mindset mm. um and so uh, getting drunk is a very like it's a very uh, it's a it's a bad crutch to kind of deal with pain. It's a way to mm. just kind of I'm gonna numb it. I'm gonna just try to not deal with mm. it. And uh, just on that level, if you're not dealing with your pain, then ultimately you're not going to heal from your pain, and ultimately you're going to cause pain. So there's just a lot of different things involved in that one. I I mean I have a personal situation to that too where uh while my wife and i were not married and our oldest she was two years old and i was out getting drunk with, with my friends and i remember maria my wife she was calling and she blew my phone up i probably had like 15 calls and then i finally answered one and i'm drunk and she's like grace is throwing up and i need to take her to the hospital she was two years old mm-hmm. and i'm just in i'm like what are you talking about and she was like, you need to get here. This is, this is terrible. This is our first child, you know, like, so granted Grace was okay after that, but she was throwing up and she couldn't breathe. She was turning purple mm. and I couldn't be there for her because I was drunk. And it was, it was something that I was like, I can't repeat that again because in the moment it was serious. What if my daughter died and I'm, you know, drunk and I'm like, Oh, I missed this moment. And so, mm. yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that, BJ. Reggie, thank you for sharing that. And what we don't want to do right now is minimize this. This is not beating anyone up. This is like, get help, buddy. Like if you're listening right now and you're going, whoa, I thought this was going to be this fun podcast that it is every time, hopefully, (laughs) or at least those guys are having fun. It's just to say, we're not minimizing that. Just 
you know, mm-hmm. if you were sitting there with us, we'd just get some help, buddy. Like there's, mm-hmm. um, if it, no one's told that, that you're valuable and you're loved and redeemable, just, just get some help. Yeah. Just get some help. And I think that transitions, uh, we would say the same thing about this next one. Yeah. Pornography. Pornography cr- provides this great dopamine hit. And it's like, I can just forget about, I can forget about everything. I can feel empowered by what I'm watching, but ultimately it makes you, it, it, you kind of lose a little bit of your, human, your humanity because you're kind of using some, you're using really lost and hurt people mm. um, to kind of get some gratification off of it. What's your suggestion with someone that's struggling with porn? Because it is rampant. Yeah. Uh, so many guys struggle with this. It's so available, right? And so what's your words of encouragement and advice to somebody that's listening going, man, that's the thing. I just can't figure out what to do next with it. I know it's bad. I know it's not healthy. What do I do? Yeah. I think, I mean, it's, I think it's a struggle. You're going to need to find accountability. You're going to, you're going to need to get real with it. Like be honest about it. Like a lot of times it's, well, you know, we sort of justify it. Well, it's not that bad. It's not like I'm cheating on my, you know, it's not like I'm going out and sleeping with a lot of folks and, you know, uh, you but you got to be real about the pain that it causes. You know, a lot of people kind of think, well, I'm not hurting anybody. No, you are. You, you're you're hurting because it does. It causes a disengagement. It causes your mm-hmm. mind to be a little bit more soggy. It causes you yeah. to not think with the same, not to feel with the same type of empathy and all that. So you mm-hmm. you got to get real with it. You got to you got to find guys that you can be honest with that you can find accountability that that they're not going to judge you but that you can be honest with them and say hey listen i i was even tempted i was thinking about watching this morning or i watched it last night and and those guys will be like i get it let's not do it what's going on why why are you why did you get tempted well, right. I'm stressed out. What are you stressed out about? Like, get somebody to right. talk to. Maybe even get counseling. And if it's really bad, there there are plenty of intent. There are even intensives just around the country that where you can go away for a week and get you know some right. some like. But this is going to be an ongoing. It's going to be an ongoing battle. I mean, this mm-hmm. is something that I've had plenty of experience with. And and but yeah. you can. You, it, it's all going to come down to the simple habits and you got to win early. The second you start to feel tempted, even tempted, like I feel like I want to go watch it. Mm. That's when you need to call your buddy and be like, I'm mm. dealing with this right now. Get ahead of the game before yeah. the frontal lobe checks out, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those things that you have to stay on top of, like you said. Mm-hmm. Just honestly, for for me, it's for life. Like I've got, I've got to stay on top of it for life because I did struggle with it in high school. Yeah. I struggled with it for, for a few years. And even to this day, I'm well out of high school. (laughs) Um, But even to this day, I have, I have to put up the parameters. So like my, my devices, my computer, I have the filters on and, and all of this other stuff Uh, and the accountability, like emails get sent if anything happens, you know, but I, I have to do that because I cannot trust myself um, because I'm I'm very good at lying to myself. My heart, my feelings are very good at lying to my head, my brain, and telling me, no, you, it's okay. You can go do this. No, it's really not. Like, it, it really will ruin marriages. It'll, it'll crumple kingdoms faster than anything else, mm. you know? Because it goes from, you know, justification to the other side is... You're the worst human in the world. Yeah. Isn't it funny how it goes from just, what's the big deal to you're the worst? Reggie, you have any thoughts yeah. on this? 
Yeah, I would say what what I'm getting from BJ and Buck is that there's so much healing in your humility and transparency and getting someone who is accountable uh, to you or the accountability partner. And so, you know, we get the, as men, we can do the, I got this, like we're the, I got this name, right? I don't need any help. I got this. And there are some things where it's like, no, you don't got it. (laughs) You have some humility go get the uh, accountability partner. And, and what I, what I do in my house, it's like our kids, right? Like they can get hurt and then they're scared to show us their wounds because they're like, no, like I'm, I'm afraid that it's going to hurt if I show you. And, you know, in our house, what I tell my kids and what I've learned to do is I go to the father, I go to God with these things, instead of saying, I got this, I don't want you to look at this. I, I reveal it to him. And, you know, again, there's the humility in and the revealing of what's happening in our lives. Yeah. Wow. You guys that Guys, we just went deep. We dads. Did. You know, and th- that's the thing cuz this this is a big deal. I yeah, mean, it, this, it is. This is a big deal. I had a friend come to me recently and handed me his phone and said, "Put a code in here, a four-digit code." He goes, "Cuz I'm in a really rough spot and I'm more tempted than ever." Which that tends mm. to be the case. BJ, you've already said that. He said, "Put a code in there cuz it would not let him get into certain sites until yeah. put the code back in." And I thought, "That's really good." You just got to put those parameters up. So I think the bottom line for today, uh, and again, we don't want to minimize anything um, at all. This is, all of these things cannot be handled by 30-minute podcasts. We don't want (laughs) to say that to you, and uh, we care about you, and we want to acknowledge what this is and what this is not. Uh, And we're not counselors, and we don't don't claim to be, but we do care about you and say more than anything, uh, get accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, through humility and get help. There's professionals that are going to help you. You're not evil. You're not bad. You're, you're struggling and, and there's hope. Yes, the struggle is normal, but the hope is available. Absolutely. And so bottom line for today is breaking bad habits leads to raising stronger kids. Right. Yeah. And so um, with that, Buck, what is our pro move of the day? Our pro move of the day. So habits are in themselves things that we habitually do. Right. And so like what you were saying, dabits, dabits, like what you were saying, though, is like it's going to take time, but be consistent. And so but for the pro move is choose one bad habit that you do and stop it for one week. And that's not going to cure it. okay? but if you're consistent and you habitually don't do that, then you start to see some of that freedom. Hmm. So I love that. I love that. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks yeah. for your transparency, BJ. Thanks. This is amazing. This is why everybody loves uh, BJ's posts because he's just got a way of being real and being honest. So thank you, friend. I appreciate that. And we appreciate everybody that's listening today because yeah. we know you could be listening to a million other things. And we thank you for listening. And we hope and we pray that this will be something you'll be glad you did because we know your kids will be glad you did. Thanks for listening to the All Pro Dad podcast. All Pro Dad is the fatherhood program of the nonprofit Family First. Along with our motherhood program, iMom, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the All Pro Dad Play of the Day, by going to allprodad.com slash subscribe and get daily powerful and practical fatherhood tips in your inbox. The All Pro Dad podcast is hosted by me, Ted Lowe, produced by Bobby Lewis.